Awesome. Uh, so the last couple of Sundays, uh, so Jennifer Ivaz uh, was here with us. She's coming back again early July, first weekend of July. Yeah. So that's exciting. So we'll, we'll let you know more details about that. Oh, by the way, just letting the senior leadership team know, um, Jen's coming back. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, we, we, we kind of knew, but hadn't been locked in. So, um, but yeah, so that's going to be great. And, uh, but she spoke about Upgrade. So we're coming into an upgrade season as a church. Uh, Marika did an amazing job last week on Mother's Day. Again, carrying on that same theme, really, of stewarding that word in particular for us as a community. And, but even as Marika was sharing, I was kind of getting downloads myself about, uh, about some more kind of helpful tips for us as we transition from uh, the old into the new from this upgrade time. And uh, so we, as we all agree, yes, Lord, you want an upgrade for us. Uh, it's a good thing. Um, but it means then we are at a what's called a threshold. So it's a threshold time. So there's a, and the threshold essentially is the, the bottom part of a, of a doorway. We talk about that, you know, even where, you know, married couples and the husband would carry his wife across the threshold that, you know, entering into their new home for the first time as a married couple and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but there is this crossing over that needs to happen from one place into a new place, um, <clears throat> into that upgrade. Interestingly, as I opened up Facebook just before, um, and uh, you know, the memories come up on Facebook. Four years ago today, we moved out of our old facility in Quinana to move here. We had an upgrade, a significant upgrade. Who knows with upgrade comes a whole lot of extra costs and extra work. Uh, even as, as Lisa and I were, were sharing with Jen and she was talking to us about it, and, and that's part of it. Like, we think, upgrade, yeah, upgrade. But then there's also that warning, like, are you, are you prepared for the upgrade as well, though? You need to be realised, oh, this is, means more work. Uh, but part of the season before the upgrade, before the crossing of the threshold, is the preparation for the upgrade. And if we're prepared rightly, then we can enter into that upgrade season. And there might be more work, but then there's more energy to complete the work. There might be more opposition, but there's more power and authority from God to conquer the opposition and press through. Okay, so there's got to happen in the before time. So when we talk about a threshold, that essentially it's kind of, as I researched the background of it, it's hard to find the, the, the real kind of deeper roots of the word. But essentially the, the kind of broad understanding of it was the separation between what's called the threshing floor and the rest of the house. So the threshing floor is where they'd bring in uh, so the, the stalks of, of grain and, and everything like that into a place and they would uh, beat it and trample on it. Sometimes they would use uh, animals to stomp on it and then they would get their winnowing fork and they would kind of flick it around and do all this sort of stuff. And what would happen in that process is the grain would be separated from the stalk. So from the, the husk, you know, and you've got, so it could be corn or wheat or something like that. So through this process of threshing, through this process of kind of trampling and beating, uh, the good was separated from the kind of wasted, unnecessary parts. So the fact is, if there's a threshold, it means there's a threshing. And the threshing comes before the threshold in order to prepare us for what's on the other side of that doorway into that new season. So essentially a threshold is a strip of wood or stone forming the bottom of a doorway 
and was crossed when entering into a house. So this is, if you imagine that, this is the threshing floor and then you've got this threshold there preventing. So again, it kept in the loose and wasted parts and it stopped all of that kind of junk from flowing into the house. Okay. There's other, in other regions, it was kind of done in an outdoor space. But if we understand from one room into a next, from one season into the next, that threshold was designed to keep the bad out and allow the good in. So threshing is the process of loosening, loosening the edible part of grain or another crop from the straw to which it is attached. It's the step in grain preparation after reaping. I love this as well when we think about even as we become Christians and there's this sense of harvest. You know, the, uh, if you notice the um, scythe on the wall there, uh, that's not has no reference to the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Just so you know, it's a harvesting tool. You can read the scripture that's written on the wall underneath it, okay? Uh, this for us is just prophetic declaration of the harvest of the Lord. But it's, you know, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. But we understand that harvest is people kind of coming into the kingdom for the first time. But the reality is when, it, when we think of, in an agricultural sense, that harvesting is only one part of it. So there's this, the kind of tilling the soil, the planting the seed, the watering and nurturing of that as it grows up. And then you harvest it. But then you don't just go, oh, cool, we've harvested now. Well, then it needs to go into the threshing, which is often sometimes what we miss in the kind of evangelistic call. Come and be part of the harvest. Yes, harvest me, Lord. And what's next? Now we thresh you. Uh, Now, now, you know, God beats you and tramples on you and separates out the, you know, the bad from the good and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But it is, it's, it's a significant part of the process for us to understand that there's a sifting that happens before the shifting. Amen. There's a sifting that needs to happen before the shifting. And this happens in every season that we go through, that the Lord will say what was okay in the past isn't okay in the new, in the future that's coming forward. So it's a separating time. We are in a separating time. We are in a season right now where God is separating out. And I believe in each person's life, because there are individual beliefs and then there's corporate beliefs, but I feel like he's going to just do a work. And, and for you, he might, he might have already done the preparation. You might feel like, no, I am so ready. I'm, I'm, good, I'm good to go. Or you might be sitting here thinking, yeah, I think there's some things in my life that actually it's time to let go of. And that's what I want to encourage you with now. So again, separation happens on the threshing floor. Only the good grain is brought across the threshold and into the house. Because the reality is you don't want to fill your house with chaff. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a, Brett would know way more about this sort of stuff because he grew up farming, but you don't want chaff in your house, do you? No, that's the bad stuff. You want corn in your house. You want wheat in your house. You want the good stuff. As I was chatting to Grant during the week and he said, you know, you don't want, you want cornflakes, not chaff flakes. Like, that's disgusting. So, you know, there's, there's a, it's important that we understand, yes, God, we want, to, we want you to bring the new, the good, sorry, into the new. So the threshold is designed, as I said, to keep the old out, allow the new in, to keep the wasteful things out and allow the useful things in. And so if the doorway is open to an upgrade for us, then the season of preparation is very, very important. So as you can imagine, threshing seasons can feel a bit brutal. Anyone feel like they're going through a bit of a brutal season right now? You can be honest, yeah? There's a few of you. Yep. It's okay. 
Because again, we can feel like, oh, if it feels bad, it must be bad. Not all the time. Sometimes it feels bad because we're holding on to the bad that God wants to separate us from. And the quicker we let go, the quicker we can move into the new. So you can feel like you're being beaten down. You can, might feel like you're being trod on, tossed to and fro. But this is how the real is revealed. It's in the threshing that the real is revealed. It's in the threshing that the good comes out. And oftentimes we can see the bad more than we see the good. We can see the negative attitudes come up. We can see the unbelief come up. We can see sinful behaviors come up. We can see stinking thinking come up in those times. But God is revealing that because he's like, I want to remove those things because they don't belong to you anymore. They don't belong in you. They don't belong as a part of you anymore. And if we deal with those things, you repent, you let them go, you move on and leave those things behind you, then you can bring the good and the glorious into the new season. So I want to encourage you, don't shy away from the sifting season. As much as you might feel like, I just want to run away from this season, I want to run back into comfort, I want to run back into old ways. If you do that, then you'll miss the upgrade that God has. Don't try and hold on to what God is trying to separate you from. He's much stronger than you. But He loves you enough to, to beat you and trot on you and toss you to and fro to separate you from that which doesn't belong to you anymore. That's how much he loves you, that he'll endure that. Yeah? But it's not scary because it's a good thing. If we understand, okay, this isn't bad. This is actually good. This, this toing and froing, this, this feeling trampled down, this kind of brutal season that I'm in and all of this junk is getting revealed. If we look at it from the perspective of heaven, if we look at it from God's perspective, we can understand this is, this is a good thing that you're doing, Lord. Even when we talk about the word repentance and we think of this word, oh, we've got a repentance, like it's a bad thing. I mean, it's, it might be bad in some ways because you've done something wrong and now you need to go and repent. But repentance is a gift from God. It's a glorious and good gift because it means you get to change the whole way of thinking, which is going to lead into a whole new way of living. Repentance is a gift from God. So you may feel like God is highlighting certain things for you in this season that is wanting you to separate yourself from. Don't miss the opportunity. If God is revealing it to you, He is also then going to provide the grace to accomplish it. If God's in it, all of the grace that is needed, all of the power of God that is needed is contained within that. When God speaks a word, again, we understand language has just been kind of I can engage with that. It's, I understand the language and I think about it. When God speaks a word, there is a supernatural dimension attached to that word. There is a provision in the word. When God speaks a word, if he is speaking to you, he's not just saying, I need you to do this. Now go off and do it on your own. He's saying, this is the word that I have for you. This is what I'm gonna do in your life. And right within that word is contained every provision that you need to see it come to fulfillment. So we can trust God that, well, Lord, if you're calling me to do this, if you're wanting me to step out in this way, if you're wanting me to leave these things behind, you will provide not just the strength to let go, but also the strength to grasp onto the new thing. Amen? As I was pondering this, uh, the scripture from Luke 10, 
verses 1 to 11 came to mind. And this is where Jesus sends out the disciples, the 72, um, to all the places where he was about to go. This is, again, is the scripture. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He says, go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. He says, carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. So don't take anything with you that you would normally take when you would go on a journey. When you'd go from one place to another, you'd carry a whole lot of things with you, a whole lot of provision. Jesus saying, don't do those things. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon them. But if not, it will return to you and remain in the same house. And interestingly, he says, eating and drinking what they provide. Which is interesting that Jesus would have to even explain that to them. That was a normal kind of hospitable custom that you would do. If you traveled into a new town, if you were a wanderer, then someone would meet you and they would invite you in. You could stay with them. That was kind of Middle Eastern hospitality, very normal. But Jesus makes the point of saying, eating and drinking what they provide. For the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Again, interesting to point out, is it part of consuming what is provided for you? Heal the sick, proclaim to them the kingdom of God has come near to you, and he goes on. So in this scripture, Jesus is for the first time inviting this broader group of disciples into ministry with him. So they had seen Jesus do the works, and now he's saying, it's your turn to go and do the things that I have done. He was inviting them to step out of where they had been into a new way of living and seeing and experiencing the kingdom. He was giving them an upgrade in their ministry from simply being participators to being actively involved in seeing the kingdom of God come. And I took from this the encouragement of do not take your own provision. He told them, don't take what you would normally take to survive on this journey. The disciples were reliant upon the hospitality of the townspeople wherever they went. If they weren't received, they would move on. And this is important because if they had their own provision, then they might stay in a town longer than what they were meant to stay. Because really, if you go into a town, you're not received. After a couple of days, you're going to starve to death. So, but Jesus knew if you take something with you, you might, you might hang around there longer than you should be hanging around there. So I'm going to prepare you with less so that you go in and you're going to remain obedient to my word. The provision was in the place where they were going, but there was a sign from God. If you don't get the provision there, I'm going to move you into the next place. And the inclination for us when we cross over is to carry the provisions of the past. To carry the familiar things into the new season. To take our own provision. And to say, God, well, if there's an upgrade coming for me, if there's something on the other side of the doorway, I've got all of these things that are going to keep me safe as I obey you. Yes, Lord, I'll, I'll bring my, my comfort with me into the new season. Oh, no worries, Lord, I'll, keep, I'll, keep, I'll just bring my sin with me into the new season. I'll bring my old ways of thinking into the new season. But she's saying, no, you have to leave behind those things. And you have to be prepared, prepared that the provision is on the other side. The provision is on the upgrade side. So take, we want to take with us the things that sustained us 
or protected us or maybe gave us significance, but these things don't belong in the upgrade. You know, it's like if we think of a, a mobile phone. We update the operating system on our mobile phone. Some of us do. Some of us don't. <laughs> Amy Talbot doesn't. Well, Brad updates Amy's operating system. She's like, my phone's not working. Well, Greg was looking on your computer. She did. Greg updated Amy's laptop the other day. And also dealt with the 42,000 unread emails. Yeah. So sorry, anyone, if you didn't receive, you know. So we, we, you know, there's regularly updates for the operating system on an on electronic device. But you can only op- update the operating system so many times before the hardware starts to slow down the productivity. It starts to slow down and starts to struggle with the upgrade, with the update that comes through the phone. Okay? So now I've just covered all of you agriculturally-minded people and all you tech-minded people with illustrations. That's all I've got for this morning. So for the rest of you, you'll just have to come up with your own illustration for what I'm trying to get to. Ask a friend, what's he talking about? So I believe that this season, God is upgrading the hardware in order to upgrade the software so that things are gonna function well in the upgrade season, amen? So the upgraded revelation, the upgraded provision, the upgraded favor, the upgraded opportunities, okay? You've gotta have the hardware that can handle the new software, amen? Okay, which means you've got to let go of some of those things that are slowing down the system, that are making it laggy and clunky. Yeah? Amen? All right. My son Noah would appreciate that. They're also talking about it's laggy. It's like, jeepers. So if we are in the middle of this separation season, we've got to understand there are things that may have been okay in the past. Again, you don't want to separate the grain from the stalk too early. You don't do that when it's out on the field because the stalk protects the grain as it's growing. So there are some things that were okay in the past. Yeah, for that season, that worked for you. So even as I'm saying separate, I'm not necessarily talking about sin. I'm not necessarily, I mean, if there's sin in your life, God, at every opportunity, God has grace and peace and life for you if you come to Him and confess and repent of your sin, okay? Every time. He will do that. But there are things that maybe just, they were old ways of thinking. Things that worked in the past. Things that kept me safe in the past. Things that worked for me in the past that don't work in the future. Because again, you bring in that whole stalk and you try and put that in a bowl and eat it or grind it up to make some bread, it's going to be pretty rank. It's not going to work very well. So the time comes where the separation has to happen in order for the fullness to enter into the house. So the husk of the grain has kept it safe in the growing process. But if it continues into the new season, it will limit the ability of the grain to fulfill its purpose. The fulfillment of its purpose is when it enters into the house and then is used and consumed. So what had value in the past is no longer value, valuable. It's limiting its purpose. So if you carry your old ways of behaving your old ways of believing or your old ways of thinking into the new season that will limit your potential and actually keep you bound to old ways of operating. 
We need to allow the Lord to sift us before we cross over. We need to trust the Lord that he'll take care of us in that process. Because again, God can say, there's a greater thing for you and you can be content with what you have. And sometimes that's the mindset that we live in. We live in a, in a, in a poverty mindset. I mean, I've, I've learned to be content, but the reality is I'm, I've learned to be content with lack when God has a greater measure for me. And if God has a greater measure for me, sometimes it might be I'm totally content with what I have. And God's like, that's fine, but I want to give you so that you can give away. Because <laughs> what might be comfortable for you doesn't work for all of those around you that God wants to bless through you. And that's not just financially. It could be in, in what you're doing in a ministry context. It might be how you're spending your time. It might be the anointing and the calling and the gifts that are upon your life. We can look at ourselves selfishly and go, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good where I am. But God's like, no, I've got, I've got a greater provision so that you can give away. You can be bless, a blessing to other people. So for me, you know, in the last few weeks, God has been talking to me about some things and sifting my own heart. And one of these areas is removing the limitations of provision. So moving from provision that I can produce to a supernatural provision. So again, we can get in that place where we become, you know, we're good stewards maybe of our finances, we're good stewards of our time, we're good stewards of our energy. And we think, so we're managing ourselves well. Okay, so I won't spend too much time doing this. I won't exert myself too hard in this area. I won't waste my money on these things. And I'll steward the provision that I have. But I'm basing that all upon my energy, the, the money in my bank account, what is now my reality in the natural. Okay, stewardship is a good principle. We don't want to be bad stewards. Okay. But God's ways, the kingdom ways, is loaves and fishes become greater measure of loaves and fishes. So say, yeah, good, steward the small, but there's this new way, there's this upgraded way of thinking of supernatural provision. So you can look at yourself and go, well, I can't do much more because I've only got loaves and fishes here. But what I see in the loaves of fishes, God sees from a very, very different perspective. And as soon as you add supernatural provision to that, it expands and becomes significantly more. So for me, I feel like the threshing is, is to separate from the old way. So for me, the old way would be stewarding what I have through being wise with my spending. If it looks at finance, finances, I'm a very good steward of things, and I want to be a good steward of managing what I have, okay? Being wise with my spending. But the upgrade is stewarding what I have through being wise with my sowing, See the difference? There's, okay, I've got to be wise with my spending. And God's saying, no, no, no. The, in the upgrade season, in my kingdom perspective, in my ways, you've got to be wise with your sowing. Because that's where the abundance is found. Not in the keeping, not in the holding onto, but actually in the releasing and seeing me do greater things with that provision that you have. So the old ways of thinking is discovering ways that I can utilize my gifts and my abilities to generate more provision for myself. So I can go, what skills and abilities do I have? How can I apply them in a particular way? And then I could provide and have more money to be generous, to provide for my family, whatever it is. So that's the old way. The new way is discovering ways to open the door of God's provision through supernatural wisdom and not self-generated striving. 
So they say, well, God, there's, there's my, I know I can do this and I can spend my time here. And often I do that, but I'm like, I have all of these ideas and all these opportunities, but I don't necessarily have the energy to do that. And it's like, I've got to now apply more energy and I think through, oh, that's going to be this much and it's going to take away from here. And, but I'm stuck in this old way of thinking because I'm relying upon me to do it. But God's way of thinking is, no, 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 you've got to f- discover my wisdom and my ways to, in order to activate this greater measure of supernatural provision. Amen. So this is just, that's just an example for me. For you, it might be something totally different. So the fact is, we can either be separated from what is holding us back, or we can be separated from the destiny that God has for us. I don't want to put this downer on you like, oh, and, and create fear or anything like that. I'm just saying there is a reality that if God has a greater thing for you and he's wanting you to separate from, from some old things, there's a choice that we have to make in that process. What's more valuable to us? There is grace for you in this season to endure the threshing, to endure the separating in order to prepare you to cross the threshold into the upgrade of God. Amen? Amen. We're going to spend some time just with the Holy Spirit, letting Him just bring things up, maybe in your heart, okay? And then we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what Holy Spirit is saying. So again, I can say stuff too. Yeah, cool, we understand the concept. What my heart is, is that then the Holy Spirit would speak just to you and say, yeah, I think there's some things that I'm wanting you to separate from in this season. But there's an opportunity for us to respond and to act in response to that. Amen? All right, Andy's going to come and just play, just to fill the air with beautiful, worshipful sounds. So we're going to spend time listening to Holy Spirit. And if He leads you to, I actually want you to come forward and repent to the Lord and just do some business with God. You might want to um, share that with someone. You might want to come. So we'll have our our ministry team up here as well. If you would like some prayer, if you'd like someone to lead you through a prayer, just come and and come straight up to one of our prayer team. But if not, you're welcome just to find a space in the front here and just do some business with the Lord. So remember, repentance is that first step of just agreeing, yes, Lord, there's some old ways you're wanting to give me new ways. Yes, God, I want the upgrade, but I need to let go of that which is going to hold me back. It's a good gift from God. And I trust that Holy Holy Spirit will speak to you in this time. And I encourage you not to miss this moment to commit yourself to God's purpose for you. And I'm going to, as I'm just, we're just going to spend some time dwelling, then I'm just going to even just share some things that God laid on my heart, which might be for you. Because you might be thinking, I know there's something, but I can't quite put my finger on it. So we're just going to let Holy Spirit speak. And I actually would love if you come forward to pray, just come first thing and grab a communion cup. And as a prophetic act in that process, I want you to, to take communion before the Lord and then leave behind the wrapper leave behind the cup. You can just leave it on the floor. And even as just a prophetic act of just separating us, say, Lord, I wanna consume the good. And we remember Him. The, The reason that we can even have an opportunity to know Him and enter in is because of His broken body and His spilled blood. But as part of that prophetic act, we're gonna, we're gonna take the good of what Jesus has done. We're actually gonna leave behind the scraps. Amen? All right.
Why don't you just close your eyes just to stop any distraction and let's pray together. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak. We thank you that you speak to every person, Lord. And you might speak in lots of different ways, but you're speaking to us, Holy Spirit. So I pray, Lord, that you would give us ears to hear what you're saying. And you'd give us a boldness to listen and a boldness to agree and a boldness to come forward and say, yes, Lord, I I want the upgrade, God, but I know there's some things that you're calling me to let go of. But I choose you, Lord. I choose the greater thing that you have for me. that says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, an adult, I put the ways of childhood behind me. So maybe for you, you know there's just some things, some ways that you respond in relationship, some ways that you react to life. Maybe you're prone to just responding in really negative ways to feedback or to hardship. And you just know that's a, that's rooted in something that's from my childhood. And Lord, I just want to be separate. I want to be healed from that wound that causes me to react. Maybe you run away from hard things. Maybe you bury your head in the sand. Maybe for you, the Lord is calling you to leave behind excuses. I'm too busy, God. I don't, I don't have the money for that, Lord. Where am I going to find the time? Where am I going to find the energy? Maybe the Lord's calling you. Just, it's time to leave behind those excuses and lean into my grace and my provision. Maybe the Lord is calling you to leave behind comfort or those safety nets that you've put in place. But they're not just keeping you safe, they're keeping you from your destiny. They're keeping you from the upgrade. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the comforter, that you are the one that brings us comfort. You are the promised comforter, Lord, that we can find comfort in you, but it's only when we leave the comfort ways of the world behind us, Lord. Maybe for you, the Lord is wanting you to leave behind and separate from self-protection or self-serving behaviors. Where 
it's just all been about me. And the Lord is calling you to make it all about Him. Maybe the Lord is calling you to leave behind sinful behaviors. There's been some hidden sin that's just plagued you for way too long. It's plagued you with guilt. It's plagued you with condemnation. You know it's limiting what God has on your life. There's a grace in every season for us to repent of our sin, but there's an extra grace in this season to separate you because of the upgrade that's coming. And to keep in mind, it's not all about us. It's about what God wants to do through us. So if you know there's some sin that it's time to separate, just do once and for all, let's come forward. Maybe it's God wants you to leave behind just old ways of thinking, limitation thinking, glass ceiling thinking, tall poppy thinking, false humility thinking. Maybe God wants you to leave behind the I'm not enough. What would people say if I put myself forward? If I stick my head up, is someone gonna come and lop it off? And Lord, you love humility. You call us to be a humble people, God. But you're also a God of exaltation. You're also the one who exalts us, Lord, in the right timing. Maybe it's time that we let go of those words that have plagued us and kept us limited. Leaving behind that false humility, which is really just a poverty thinking that says I'm less. But the Lord says you are far greater and I'm gonna make you far greater than anything that you could even imagine. That's my dream for you. That's my plan for you. So we thank you, Father, for the upgrade for some of us, Lord, might be an upgrade in visibility. But we trust you, Lord, that you'll keep us safe. Maybe for some, it's time to leave behind shame. It's time to separate ourselves from shame that labels us as less than, that labels us as bad or worthless. come before you, we separate ourselves from that, no longer living in agreement, Lord. Maybe for some of us, it's actually time to leave behind unbelief. Where we've been sitting on the fence when it comes to you, Jesus. And it's time that, Lord, we, we make a commitment to follow you. So it's time I'm going to give you my all, Jesus. I'm going to let go of my unbelief, choose you, Lord. We just pray, Holy Spirit, even as people have come forward, you'll just lead them, Lord, and in just simple repentance, you can just say, Jesus, 
I choose to leave behind and then just tell Him what it is. I desire the new season. I desire the upgrade. I'm ready for it, Lord. And we just thank you for your grace upon each one, Lord. Even as they've taken this step, this prophetic act. And you know, if you didn't feel like you wanted to come forward or you're embarrassed to come forward, it's okay, you can do this where you are. to know that His promise is, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. When you cross the threshold, you're not leaving me behind, but I'm coming with you and we're gonna go together. the wrapper, leave behind the cup and place it there and say, I leave this, Lord. I leave this on the other side of the threshold, Lord. And I'm going to cross over without these old things, Lord, without these old ways. And I receive what you have for me. I receive the greater measure. I receive the greater provision. I receive the upgrade that you have for me. To, uh, to lead us in the song New Wine. So when you can just stand where you are if you feel to. You can stay kneeling. We're just going to sing and worship and, and commit this time to the Lord.
Yeah. 
Thank you for the upgrade, Jesus. We thank you for the new season and the new freedom, Lord. Father, we just pray just your blessing and your grace upon these prophetic acts, Lord, as we have come forward and just separated ourselves from those old ways, Lord. And even as you might continue this week to reveal, hey, that's an old way of thinking. Now that's an old way of believing. I know that's what you would have done in the past, but that doesn't belong in your future. So we thank you for a grace in this season, Lord, to continue the threshing, Lord. Yeah. It's your kindness, Lord, that you would separate us in order that we can enter in and, and receive and thrive in the new season. You are so good, God. You're so faithful, Lord. We trust you. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.